0: Hey, welcome to Life Church. We pray this blesses you and empowers you for your week ahead. We hope you enjoyed this message.
1: Man, amen, amen. Thanks, team. Thanks so much. Go ahead and grab a seat. Thanks, Dami. Looking sharp today. Come on. Well, it's great to see you today. As I've said at the start, today is a special day, not just because it's sunny again, which is like wow, isn't it? But today is not just graduating our amazing students, but also today is our final part of Vision Month and it is Giving Sunday. We've had a a great month. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this series of This Is Life as we've sought to celebrate what God has done. We celebrate what God is doing, but also look ahead to all that is to come. And if you want to, why don't you take your offering envelope and just waft the person next to you, because it's what half of you seem to be doing. So the rest of us might as well all just join in. Let's get a bit of airflow. We've opened some doors. So there we go. We'll all just cool down a second. Fantastic. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Today really is, and and I really hope you get that sense, that today is a day of celebrating, of celebration, celebrating what God has done, what He's brought us through, um, what He's leading us to, and, and celebrating all that together. And at the end of today, you may have noticed, we obviously haven't received our offering in the middle of the service like we normally do, and that's because on this Giving Sunday, we're going to save that till the end of the service and before I get into the, the passage and the scripture that I want to share with you today, which is a, an interesting scripture, it's actually a passage that God gave to me about three years ago and it's taken me this long to realise what it's for. So hey, uh, it's good to get to share this with you today. But before I do that, I do want to just address our giving and sort of recap on the vision, vision and mission that we have been talking about. This is today our annual offering. And as I said a few weeks ago, this offering is over and above our regular tithes and offerings. It's a special one-off offering. And we do this because um, we are about a great work church. God is doing amazing things through you, His church. And we are so grateful for the, for the regular tithes and offerings that we receive uh, from you. This, this church is built by you. And We try and do the best we can and steward our resources well and and finance in other ways like renting out the building. But there's so much more in our heart and the need is so great. There's often a gap that says, hey, we want to stretch and do more. And that's what this offering is about helping us to reach further and do more than we could do otherwise. It's about putting fuel in the tank for what God is calling us to. And and again, I just want to say, this is about us all just playing our part and doing the best that we can do. Because when we do all that we can do, God will do the rest. God does not order something he cannot pay for. He has all the resources that we need, but, it, but it's our faith that acts as a trigger, I believe, to what God is gonna do. It, and that's why I say this today is more than an offering. It's more than an opportunity to give. Today is actually about exercising faith. And that's why it's really intentional. The songs we're singing today are stirring our faith and remind us God is more than able. And we watch the news and we, we see the news of the Bank of England base rate again. Oh my gosh, God is not disturbed by mortgage rates. I know it does affect us and it affects us in very real ways, but our God is higher than that. I know there's a cost of living crisis on, but our God is higher, and He's asking us to go to lift our eyes, to lift our perspective, and believe for Him afresh. And later in the service, I want to read a series of blessings over you that I believe God wants to speak over His church today. But it's more than an offering, it's a faith exercise. And God works in partnership with His people. What a privilege it is that we get to partner with our amazing God and be on the journey with Him. And that's why I love scriptures like Ephesians 3.20, where it says, He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than you could ask, hope, or imagine, according to what His power that is at work within you. God has chosen to work through you. He can do exceedingly more than you can think then you, can, then you can expect or believe for what you can imagine. He can do even more than that. When you think, well, that's as good as it gets, God goes, no, no, I've got more than that. When you think, well, I can't attain to that, God's like, are you kidding? I've got 10 levels beyond that that I wanna, I wanna help you get to. God can do abundantly, exceedingly more, and he does it through working in us. So today, as we give later in the service, it really is a moment of trust, it's a moment of surrender, it's a moment of demonstration of our love and our commitment to God, our devotion. And I really hope, church, we're not giving because we feel we have to, or because Pastor Jock or Sherl or whoever stood on the stage and said, this is what we're doing. Oh, well, I have to do it then. That, that's, that's not the heart behind this. The heart is that this is about you and God. And when we all do what we can each do, God will do something amazing. We all have a part to play, but it's individual between you and God. It is a faith exercise. And I just want to say a few other instructions on on our giving, just really practically. How much should I be giving? Again, that is between you and God. Nobody's going to tell you what you should give or how much you should give, and it doesn't matter what the other people around you are giving. Again, it's between you and God. And I would just ask that if you haven't done already, I hope that you've come prepared asking God and knowing in your heart what you should give. But if you haven't done that, and you, this is maybe you've missed a few weeks of church and you're back in, you didn't know today was giving Sunday, can I just say, don't be under pressure. Just do it next week. Just give next week. Go and speak to God this week and give next week. Don't, don't, don't just think, oh, I better put something in. No, 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 you're going to miss the moment. This is an opportunity to exercise faith and see what God will do. And in a moment, we're going to read some scriptures that show when we are obedient to God, He releases blessing. So I don't want you to miss out, church, uh, of just by putting something in that isn't out of obedience of what God is speaking to you individually about. So as later in the service, as I said, we're going to put some containers. We're all going to come forward and we're going to celebrate and we're going to put our offering in. But please don't feel under pressure. Don't want anybody to feel arm twisted. This is about us each doing what God has asked us to do. So before we do that, I want to, and before I share the scripture, I want to do a little recap on the vision and the mission that we've been talking about. And if you remember back on week one, I shared from the journey of Joshua. So much of what we've been walking through has been from the scriptures of Joshua. And just a quick recap on that, this is a time where God's people, the Israelites, they've come out of captivity in Egypt, Moses has brought them out, and they are now on the edge of walking into the promised land. What does the promised land represent? It represents blessing. It represents provision. It represents purpose and they are on the edge of that, about to step into that. And again, for us, I believe that is what God is saying. We are on the edge of that. We are about to walk into blessing and provision and increased purpose. And there's this part of the journey, the day before they're about to go through, it's in Joshua 3, it'll come up on the screens. It says this, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went through the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, now that represented the presence of God, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. God is leading us into new ground. He's leading us to take new territory. And you might say, well, the Israelites kind of had been that way before. This wasn't a new part of, this wasn't a new journey. It was just a new part of the journey. They'd actually been brought out in miraculous ways from Egypt. They'd walked through waters that had been parted and been brought through. So this next part was just, it was an addition. It was a next part of the journey. And I think it's important that we take a moment to realise it is the same for us today. We are standing in the line of those that have gone before us, some of you in this room that have been part of the church for 10, 20, 30 plus and the rest years. The chair that you're sat on, the carpet under your feet, the building that we are sat on, the ceiling fan that is keeping us cool, everything around us has been paid for by the people that have gone before us and given diligently and given out a sacrifice to do all that we've been able to do in Bradford of all places. And God has done amazing things through the continued generosity of His church since this church began in 1976. So, can we just show our appreci- appreciation for everybody that's given into this church to this point? Thank you, God. But God has got new things for us, God always has fresh blessings. He's got a new journey for us. And as we follow his leading, I believe we are going to walk into fresh blessing, fresh favour, fresh provision. And this mission that we've been talking about, this is, it says there that, that go follow the, the ark of the covenant, which represents God's presence. Go this way, follow this way. Because you've not been this way before. And that that word go, we sang it at the start, your way. Go his way. When we go his way, not follow our own agenda or what we would like to do, but we follow his way. That's where the blessing is. And when we thought about that, that's that's really what we've been trying to enter into and and trying to encourage you to as a church, that this, this vision and mission, it isn't a slogan. It's not an idea for a month. It's not just something that we thought would look pretty on the wall. This is about the lens that we are now gonna look through is a church. This is about God setting us up to be the church that he wants us to be going forward. This is about what is our pursuit, what is our purpose, and what is our prayer. This is about what is our, our covenant and our commitment that we are making with God. Not just as a church, but as a church. Every individual. This is the challenge that is laying down for each of us. It's the lens we are looking through. And as I think about it, if I'm going to go anyway, I don't know about you, but I want to go God's way. Because I've tried my way on a few occasions. And I'm going to be honest with you God's way might not always feel the most comfortable. It might be scary at times, it might have a level of uncertainty. But our true life is hidden in Him. His way is the best way. Amen? And here's the thing, when we go his way and we follow him, we've got to remember, he's the one who brings victory. I want to go with the guy that wins. He's the one that brings victory. He's the one that brings breakthrough. He's the one that sees a sea and turns it into a highway. He's the one that sees a giant and says, I'm going to bring that down. I want to be with that guy. He's the one that sees a mountain and makes it into nothing. He's the one that makes a way in the wilderness. He's the one that makes a path. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. He's the one that sees dead things come to life. He's the one that breathes life into dry bones and makes them live again. That's who I want to be on the way with. He's the one that brings victory, success, favour, blessing, purpose. And so when we say, hey God, we are going to go your way, that is what we are partnering with. And I don't know about you, but I get excited about that. Amen. So what is... This way, Well, if you remember, I explained to you the way um, God presented it to me was through a picture of some ripples in a lake. You know, when you throw a stone in the lake and the ripples go out. We well, had that image, which is why you see circles often on a lot of the artwork that we've done, to, to, to show you a picture of that. And really the ideas that are in those circles are based on the Great Commission and on the early church. And there's three things, three ripples, to grow disciples, which is at the centre, to create community, and then to impact society. That is our mission as a church. That is what God is asking us all individually to do and us all corporately to do, to grow disciples, create community, and impact society. Each one has a causative effect on the other. You can't do one without the other. You cannot be a disciple and not be in community. Our faith journey is not supposed to be private. It's supposed to be holistic. You cannot disciple without other people speaking into your life, praying for you, encouraging you, and you're designed to help and encourage others. But imagine a people who's at their core, at their center, is I want to follow Jesus. I want to be more like Him. I want more of the fruit of the Spirit in my life. He is my purpose. He is my pursuit. He is everything that I'm going for. I want to experience more of His presence. I want to grow to be like Him and follow in His ways. Come on, church. Let's let's let that be the sender. And it's going to take effort. It's going to take intentionality. But I believe that if that is at the center, all these other things flow out of it. It's the center of the Great Commission. Go into all the world and make disciples, not converts, not attendees, not Sunday Christians, but people whose life is devoted to to being an apprentice of Jesus, to become more like him. Let's, Let's let that sink into our hearts and be what we're all about. But then the next part of that, the ripple that flows out, is we need to do that in community. Why? Because the Bible teaches that we are a body, that we are the family of God. And in that family, we care for one another, we strengthen one another, we also challenge one another. And also in a family, there's jobs to be done, there's things to serve, and we we take out the gifts and the individual gifts that God's put in us. And if you imagine the picture of a jigsaw, He's made us all different, but we're all part of the same picture. And he needs you, and you might compare yourself to a a nice bit of the jigsaw which has got some pink and nice orange and all colors, and and you think, well, I'm just like the gray bit in the corner. (laughs) Number one, that's not true. But number two, even if it was, we still need the gray bit. Because without it, something is missing. And what we do is we compare our colors and what we're like to everybody else. But it doesn't matter, the truth is, you're here for a reason. maybe you're watching online, you're here for purpose, part of this family still because he's calling us all to do something to glorify him. We're all called with purpose and that's why we're called in the community and as I said, we're not called to do this journey alone. And I believe that out of this community, if we are pursuing him, pursuing his presence as disciples and we're strengthened in this community together, (laughs) nothing can stand against this church. No waves, no wind can knock us off course. Why? Because we are rooted and planted in Him and His Word and held in strength together as a mighty army of God who are then going to walk out from here. We're going to leave those doors and we are going to impact this society for Him. We are going to see our cities change. We are going to see our nation change. We are going to make a difference around the world from what God is doing in here, but in here individually, everybody playing their part. That is what we're called to do. We're called to impact society corporately, together, as a body, but we're also called to impact society where you are. You are called to make a difference in that hospital, in that classroom, wherever you are during the week, in your family. Maybe you're the only Christian in your whole family. You are called to be a light in that darkness. You are called to impact your corner of society. That is what this is all about. And as we look back and we see God's faithfulness Over this last year, and we think about all he's done, really this has been a, there has been, as a church, there's been a lot of change, hasn't there? There's been a lot of change in the world around us. There's been, we've come out of COVID, there's been a lot of financial challenge around us, but God has been so faithful. There's been a lot of reframing, but I believe that as we follow him and as we do this together, God is building a fresh foundation to do what he wants to do next. This new thing to set us up to be a church for for the future of this city, for what God wants to birth in and through us, which is really, really exciting. And so again, I think it's really important that we thank God, that we celebrate what he has done, you, his church. That's why we made this book. Isn't it beautiful? It's like the way it shines. If you haven't managed to get a copy of this, I want to encourage you to to pick one up. There is some left, and I think we're going to make the PDF of it available as well so you can share it widely. And I hope that when you read this book, I hope you didn't just look at the pretty pictures. There is some, and they're very nice. But I hope that you, you read, and you let it sink in, because it's full of stories from this home of what God has done and His people, whether it's people you know, being invited by a neighbor to an alpha course and then end up giving their life to Jesus, getting, um, getting to be part of, 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 of the church and becoming, uh, getting baptised, whether it's people finding Jesus through coming to an Easter service, you did that, church. You did these things. Whether we celebrate the, all the people that are saved, got saved, all the people that got baptised, whether we celebrate the, the fact that our attendance has increased 39% in the last year, That's amazing. Praise God for that. Whether we celebrate that our kids' attendance has gone up, has pretty much doubled in the last year, that's worth celebrating. It's also worth saying that we now still need more kids' leaders, guys. (laughs) So if you could do one a month or every two weeks, that would just really help us. But God, there is growth coming, whether it's the the strength of all the different community groups, whether it be in the youth or our YA or in our older ministry, whether it's the work we've done in the community by giving out you know thousands of toys at Christmas and energy provision and fun days that we've done, whether it's the ongoing work that we're doing in Warsaw, particularly among the the refugees that have fled the Ukraine and ended up there. God is doing amazing things (laughs) through you, church. Come on, can we thank God for all that he's doing? And now give yourselves a round of applause for making that happen (laughs) because he's doing it through you, church. Come on, it's amazing. So I just think it's really important that we continue to celebrate what he's doing, but that we also then look ahead because there's more that is in our heart to do. And just one example of that, uh, you know, we've, we've remarked that our city, the city of Bradford is the youngest city in the UK. It's one of the youngest cities in Europe. And yet, uh, many of our child services are are failing. The the city is struggling to cope with that. And yet, when you pair that with a statistic that says 85% of people that know Jesus met him before the age of 18... That says there's some work for us to do, and we're committed to resourcing our next generation in the ways that we already are, whether it's through our own kids' church, or whether it's through youth ministry. And we're delighted that Josh Stanard has come on staff now as our youth director, which is fantastic to support the amazing team that we already have. And that's why we do Rock Nations. You know, Rock Nations is coming up. We're going to be talking about that soon because it takes us all, all of our serving, all our investment to see... Because what's Rock Nation about? Growing disciples. Creating a community for those young people who think I'm the only one in my school. No, you're going to stand arm in arm, side by side with other young people who are going forward in Jesus, believing that those young people are going to impact society. But as we love and we serve our community, that's what we're called to do, is we plant those seeds. God will grow the rest. And we don't have it all figured out. And we certainly don't have the finance for it yet. But we are repurposing our former daycare site and we're turning that into a family center. That is what is in our heart. We wanna create a safe space for people to come and gather centered around play to act as a hub so that people can access the the help and the services that they need. The council are telling us that there are enough services available, whether it be nutrition courses, parenting courses, uh, linguistic courses, whatever it is that people need, they, they exist, but people can't access them because they don't know what to do with their kids while they're doing those things. And we want to say, well, hey, we, we can host those things. We can have the kids play in this space and we can come and partner, partner with these people who are doing amazing things in our city to create that, that environment. Just a couple of examples. We've got um, uh, refuge centres around our buildings where people are fleeing domestic violence. They can't take the kids to the park to play. It's not safe, they need a safe, contained environment. We can provide it out here. We've got um, limited provision all around the city and, and our city is known, I don't know if you know this, but our city is called a city of sanctuary. We are a city of sanctuary. We, have, we are in the top four places in the UK for the resettlement of refugees and asylum seekers. But, and there's so much great work going on through multiple charities and multiple churches through the city, which is amazing. But we wanna play our part and we can play our part and we can do, we can do more than we're doing now and it's gonna increase as we stand in partnership with others and provide for people. We're gonna do so much more. We're taking steps and that's why, I love that God just goes, but he sees our heart and we don't have the finance for it yet, but he sees our heart. And that's why in the last few months, we acquired seven thousand brand new toys. And we're able to distribute them to all these refuge centres, refugee places, different charities and churches throughout the city. That's why another charity have come in and said, Hey, we, we know there's a lack of resource in the city, so we want to choose you to invest twenty to thirty thousand pounds into this family centre to build a sensory room. That's amazing. Come on, can we thank God for that? So hear me, we haven't got it all figured out, we just know this is the way we are going. So don't expect it to be all up and running by next Friday, okay? We need need help and we need more ideas and we need partnerships and we need further funding. But I believe God is gonna continue to bless that as we go his way, which leads me to this scripture. This is a scripture that God gave to me three years ago and for two years it was actually the screensaver on my phone and I stood on a particular line of this passage and held onto it. And bizarrely, which is really strange for me, I never ever looked at the context of it. I know, and I just accepted the promise and I just still, but normally when I have a verse like that I would go back and look at the context and read around it, but I realised about three weeks ago that I'd never actually done that. So I did that, oh my gosh. It's like God just lined it up for me for today because the context of the scripture is that it's a scripture God gave to the people of God, to the Israelites when they were in the wilderness just before they were going to cross into the promised land. It's not in the book of Joshua, it's in the book of Deuteronomy, and it was a word given through Moses, so it's a a generation before Joshua, but the promise still stands, and it's about the promises that the people are going to experience when they move into the promised land. So I want to read this to you because it's really good. (laughs) And I'll give you a clue, because here's the title. In Deuteronomy 28, it's titled, Blessings for Obedience blessings for obedience. To the same people we've been talking about through the scripture and identifying with as us today, it says this, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all of his commandments I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord. Here we go, you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. The crops of your land and your young and your livestock, the calves of your herds, the lambs of your flock, all blessed. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and you will be blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. you will co- they will come at you from one direction, but they will flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your bonds and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you, that's us, as, as his holy people, as he promised you on earth, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him. There is blessings for obedience. Amen? So I just want to share a couple of, got emotional there, I just want to share a couple of observations from the scripture with you. The condition of the blessing is obedience. It's obedience. What does that look like? It looks different for every single one of us. Think of that in the context of your giving today. Our obedience, it looks different for every single one of us. But to obey, we have to listen. How can you obey something if you don't know what the command is? We have to listen to God's um, direction through all the distraction of our worlds. And I wanna encourage this church, let's keep listening to his voice. He is speaking. He is speaking to you about your business, about your family, about your study. He is speaking, but we have to spend time to listen. But I believe that this call that he has put out to grow disciples, Create community and impact society. That is the call that he's putting out. And when we're obedient, even today with our substance and our finance, blessing will accompany it. And just to say, when I read that blessing, I'm just so glad. I'm reading you God's word. This isn't my word. I don't have to pay for that. God does. You don't have to trust me with this. You have to trust God with this. This isn't my. I'm not declaring something that I now have to deliver for you guys. We are all together standing on the promise of God. And are we daring to believe that we can take him at his word, that he is who he says he is, that he will do what he said he will do because that is our God? And just so you know, it's not an Old Testament thing. Because you might say, well, there are promises from the Old Testament. We live in the New Covenant, Jock. But, but listen. Um, I mean, it's quite cool that, that actually this is tied to the Beatitudes. The number of blessings is exactly the same as the number of blessings that Jesus spoke of in the Beatitudes, which is very cool. We haven't got time to talk about it, but it is just cool. But Jesus came not to abolish the law, he said, but to fulfill the law. So these blessings are now, they're fulfilled in Jesus. So how much more access do we have to his blessing? And that's why it says in, in his word in Matthew, you know, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. What's that? Obeying his commands and all this other stuff, all other things will be added to you. So it's not just an Old Testament thing. It's not about giving to get either. It's not about, well, I put 1,000 pound in so I'm expecting 5,000 pound back. No, no, no. It's not. God is not a slot machine. He's saying he will bless you. Sometimes that blessing... Looks different than what we thought it might look, but God's ways are higher than ours. And his blessing is always better than what we think we need. So just some observations. It says here that the blessing will come on you and the word there is actually overtake. His blessings will overtake you. I believe that we are stepping into a season where His blessings will overtake because if you think about it, when they were in the desert, they would would have to go to God and chase a miracle. God, we need water. God provided water. We need food and God, a miracle and provided, but we're going to move from a place of miracles to a place of blessing where it is all around us. We don't even need to pursue it because it's just there. We're walking in His favour and His blessings. And then as we go through, it talks about you will be blessed in the city and in the field. What does that mean? It's actually a literary tool and it's basically saying everything from this to this, from two extremes. It's basically saying anywhere. Nobody is exempt from this. It's for everyone. You can't rule yourself out. God's law works no matter what your past is, no matter what you've experienced before, no matter how low you think of yourself in God's eyes, you are a champion and he wants to bless you. It talks about your farming, you think, well, I haven't got any cattle to bless and that sort of thing. Yeah, but this is written to a farming society, an agrarian society, and it's talking about material blessing. So yes, God does want you materially blessed, it's talking about blessed are your basket and kneading bowl. That represents the grain in your house and the bread you are going to eat. It's talking about your daily provision. God is saying, I'm going to bless you and sustain you. It talks about blessed and you're going in and you're going out. That's talking about whatever you put your hand to, he is going to bless. Whatever endeavours you do, he is going to bless them. It talks about even your enemies will be defeated. And I love that. Your enemies aren't just going to, like, retreat a little bit they're going to disappear in terror before you they're going to spill out in seven different ways and maybe for somebody today that's the blessing that you need the blessing is not that i need some finance the blessing is you need peace that you need you need the attacks to stop that you you just feel like it's all coming at you from all sides and when you make that sign of obedience today god is going to bless it in that way Blessed is your work. It talks about the stores, the storehouse and your barn being blessed, which is your future. Your future is blessed in Him. He will bless. It's saying He will bless all you have. He will bless all you do. He will bless you personally. He will bless your family. Your enemies will run scared and He is leading you forward. And I love the promise on the end, that He will establish you as His holy people. And here's the thing, why is he doing all of this? Why is he pouring out the blessing? Is it because we're worthy? No. It's because he's worthy. Because he wants to display his glory through his people. He wants the world to say, wow, they are the people of God. They are blessed. He wants us to be a sign and trophies of his goodness and his grace. He's not doing it just so that we can have stuff. He's doing it so that people can look at your life and go, I want what they've got. I want to carry what they carry. And so today, as we as we move forward and we think about our giving, I just I'm gonna I'm in a moment, I'm gonna invite Shell and we're gonna pray that over you. We're gonna pray blessings over every person because I know. This is costly, it's expensive, it's sacrificial. But as we partner with him, as we go his way, I believe amazing things are going to happen. And as we stand on his word and believe that blessing is going to follow our obedience. So as we give, it's about celebration, it's about thankfulness, it's about obedience, knowing that he is with us, he is for us, we are going his way. So, come on, so why don't you come up and let's, let's pray? Let's all stand to our feet, actually. And we're going to bring the, the containers out and let's put them either side of the, the platform. As I said, when we give today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to walk forward as we sing and we're going to celebrate as we give. We just want to pray over us as a church family before we do that. So, come on, let's do that.
0: you starting?
1: Am I starting? Yep. I'm okay. starting. All right. <laughs> Father God, we just we thank you that we are gathered under one name, the yes. name of Jesus.
0: Thank you,
1: Jesus. Thank you that we are your church, God. We thank you for all that we've seen, for all that you are doing, but for all that is yet to come.
0: Yeah.
1: God, we stand together as your church. And God, we we want to be used by you, Father for your agenda, to see your kingdom come, to see your will be done. God, we, we want to go your way. We want to step out into what you have for us. Although it might be scary, although it takes sacrifice, Father God, we, we step into what you have for us. And God, we pray a blessing over every person today, every family yeah. that is sacrificing that is exercising their faith today. It's not about the amount, it's about the sign from our heart. God, we know you've got us covered. We know you you do it all, but you've got it all, but you choose to work through us. So God, we thank you for the testimonies that are gonna come from this, of your provision, of your goodness. And we thank you that when we are obedient to you, you command a blessing. Thank you, Lord, we receive that.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for the faith in this room, Lord. Faith is always obedient. To step out in faith requires obedience. And Father, I thank You for the faith and obedience that is already in this room, Jesus. Father, thank you for all that you can do with that, Father, with a faith as small as a mustard seed, Lord. It says that we can move mountains, Father. You can move a mountain with a faith like that. Mm. And so God, I thank you, Lord, for the mountains that are going to be moved in this room, Lord. Lord. I thank you, God, that your word says that it is more blessed to give than to receive, Lord. And Father, on a day like this, on a giving Sunday, God, what a blessed day, Lord. So Father, like Jock spoke, we thank you for your blessing, Father, over your people, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that your banner over us is love, Lord. We thank you that you smile upon us, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing, Jesus. And we thank you, God, for all that you're going to do. And Lord, we just pray that blessing that Jock spoke about, Father, over every family. Lord, we pray health, Father, over those who need healing father we pray father for provision father whatever area people need it lord father we pray father for deliverance where people live need something delivered father we pray father for the kids that are away from home lord that father that we will see families reunited again father lord your blessing looks like favor father upon your people father it looks like families being reunited it looks like children who are away from you coming home father it looks like health in our bones lord it looks like a beautiful community of believers so god we thank you in advance for all that you're doing in jesus name
1: amen 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 all right well we're gonna give together and um, maybe you actually want to give electronically and the qr codes are, are up there hey if you do that Can I just encourage you, still pick up an envelope. The counting team are going to hate me for this. Just put an empty envelope in. Just walk forward and just be part of it. because I know it's gone electronically, but but come forward with the family and put your envelope in as a signal as well. So come on, we're going to sing. Just do that in your own time and let's receive an amazing offering. Thank you, church. Thanks for
0: joining us. We pray you feel encouraged by this word. We would love to hear from you, so why not connect with us via the website at lifechurchhome.com or on our socials at LifeChurchHome. Home. Have a blessed week and we'll see you soon.